This is the Music Mentor Podcast. What is going on, my friends? This is Damian, your host of the Music Mentor Podcast, and welcome to episode number 246. Today's episode is going to be about cover songs, and I'll get to it in a second. But before I get started, I want to thank everybody that has donated to MomsDemandAction.org. In case you don't know what that is, is the country's premier organization and leading charging group of mothers and volunteers all over the country that is trying to elect gun-sensible politicians, people that want to lower the amount of mass shootings and school shootings all over the country. So if you can donate in any from anywhere in the world that you are, if you donate over $20 and you send me a screenshot of that, I will give you a free music lesson, whether it's on drums, percussion, guitar, bass, music theory, or a one-on-one mentoring session. So please visit momsdemandaction.org. Really quickly, I want to thank the wonderful companies that I endorse. Zildjian Cymbals, Vader Drumsticks, Remo Drumheads, LP Percussion, Ultimate Ears In-Ear Monitors, Simpad Accessories, Gibraltar Hardware, Traveler Guitar, which I love, U-Bases by Kala that I also love, and last but not least, Tape, which is an eucalyptus-infused finger tape or tape for anything that is amazing. And I have my own line, the Demian Arriaga signature line. And you can find that on Amazon and you can go to my social media channels like Twitter and Instagram and go to the bio and check it out and buy it and uh, check it out for yourself. It helps uh, reduce blisters and inflammation and it has soothing qualities. It's infused with eucalyptus. So if you are allergic to eucalyptus oil, please do not buy this. Skip it. Buy a different kind of tape. Thank you very much. Ah, cover songs, cover bands, tribute bands, and so on and so forth. That is a topic of conversation among people all over the music business that I have encountered. And you might be like, dude, what kind of circles are you hanging out that you're talking, you're talking about cover bands and tribute bands and stuff like that? But hear me out. To a degree, cover bands seem to be like a lesser level of professionalism or, you know, oh, you're just playing a cover band or I have a cover band. And it seems to be seen as something not as serious. And that, in my opinion, couldn't be farther from the truth because it all starts with covers and it all potentially ends with covers. So... I particularly grew up idolizing bands like Mr. Big and Megadeth and Metallica, Dream Theater, Def Leppard, you name it. And I wanted to play those songs. So every band that I ever basically try to be a part of when I was younger, we all played cover songs. And yes, some had original songs, but covers were what got me into music and is what I wanted to do because at the end of the day, if I even became a professional years down the line and I was going to play with Guns N' Roses, let's just say, to me, playing Night Train or playing Think About You was always going to be a cover because I didn't write those songs. You know what I mean? So this idea where, where in, the, in, the, in the sort of 
musical arena, sometimes cover bands are looked down upon. I think that is not actually nice. And I believe that there obviously is a spectrum and there are types of cover bands and the way people, how they take seriously the, the covers that they play. But I'm very proud to have been a part of, of really good cover bands throughout my career that have taught me so, 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 so much. And I'm here to not only defend them, but encourage anybody and everybody that hasn't done it to absolutely do it, especially somebody that's up and coming or somebody that um, wants to really not only broaden your musical horizon and your genre knowledge, but also to work on the most fundamental things that are going to get you work in this industry, in the pop rock world of LA and other country or the cities within the country in other countries in the world, which is understanding song form, paying attention to detail and respecting things such as dynamic articulations and things like that. Right off the bat, before I sort of like end with this point, I will say that if you are somebody that is not playing a cover song correctly, I don't think me or a lot of people would recommend you for a gig because you're not doing that song well. So what assurances do I have if you're not going to play a Nirvana song correctly that I'm going to send you as a sub for one of my gigs or that I'm going to recommend you for an audition for a major label artist if you don't know that song, right? So I think it speaks a lot about us and the self-respect that we have as a musician and how much we love the craft and how much you know time and energy we're willing to put in. And that is, I think, what separates people that really play the music well to the people that don't, which is how willing are you to go in the weeds really, really, really deep into the song, the little minutia, the little details, because a lot of times it's, it's basically saying, oh my God, I don't get this. I'm not even going to bother, right? Do we want to be that person? No. And mind you, I say this and I've made mistakes and I haven't learned songs properly. Sometimes I, I'm convinced that I know a song and then many years later it goes by or goes by and, or go by, excuse me. And then I hear it back and I'm like, oh my God, I never really played that part right. What, am I, what was I doing? But at the time I was convinced. So more than getting it perfect is having the intention to sort of really, really sort of break things down, maybe write charts, do whatever you have to do to get to every single detail because it can only benefit you, it can only benefit the band, and it can only obviously benefit whoever is paying you. And more than anybody else is going to benefit the audience, which is the ones that deserve a great show no matter where we're at and what we're doing. So I think that's something that I learned very, very early on in my career when I was playing with, with a friend and I didn't really learn the song properly. And he was looking at me and being like, dude, like, that's not how it goes. And I'm like, well, kind of. He's like, no, 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 that, that part is shorter. That part is longer. There's five bars here instead of four bars and things like that that I didn't pay attention to. And it was with punk music. So I was greeted with this, wow, punk music is difficult. It's not as easy as I thought it would be. And maybe the beat is simple or the song is might be a little bit simple-esque. But this extra bar, like, wow, I got to really pay attention to that. And what are the dynamics there and so on and so forth. So 
it has allowed me to also not underestimate any genre of music because there's something to learn so deeply from any song out there. So I just kind of wanted to get those things out of the way. I know it might not make a lot of sense, but I have to do it because I don't want to, A, I don't want to forget, but B, they're not less important because I want to talk about it afterwards. Song structure is obviously incredibly important, but beyond learning a song like, I don't know, Last Goodbye by Jeff Buckley and all the little nuances that it has, it's the ability to remember things and the ability to hear different parts and compartmentalize and then start maybe predicting song structure because you might be in a situation where you have to play a song with a an artist, major label artist for a show, and there's going to be some dancing involved or there's going to be a medley, so you need to change structure quickly or, or right before the show starts, there's a change here or there or they call a different part of the tune for whatever reason, and we need to learn how to adapt. So the more we learn different song structures and we know in our minds what a verse is, a pre-chorus, a post-chorus, a hook, whatever you want to call it, however you want to call things, um, it's very important because it can give you the tools to apply, quote-unquote, in the real world later, in a, quote-unquote, real playing situation. But, and again, covers are real, okay? Um, The second thing that I had mentioned was attention to detail. And that is obviously more important than I can say. I mean, that is the the most important quality, I think, that every single working musician that I know that are badass, they all have that attention to detail. They don't kind of learn a song. They don't kind of learn a feel, right? They know it really, really, really well. Third, and definitely not least, has to do with articulation, with dynamics, and with feel. So it's not only what parts are played, but how they are played. What tones are the guitar players using on the record, and what can you replicate live? What kind of drums is the drummer using? What kind of effects might the vocalist have? What are the harmonies like? You know, dynamics, articulation, vibrato, so many things, you know, so many things, that the way that cymbals are hit the kind of symbols that are being used. There's so many things. And it's more than just like stock template things like, oh, I'm playing an acoustic gig. I'm going to put a towel on the snare drum. Well, maybe the song that you're playing is a reggae song and you don't need to put a towel on the snare drum, right? Just because it's acoustic, it doesn't mean like the, this thing that that is is binary, like this or that, you know? You have to pay attention. You have to listen. And then maybe dynamically you might change. All these things are very, very important. And it's not because of what I, because I'm telling you. It's because I have learned at an earlier stage in my career where I overlooked a lot of these things that I was sort of maybe made a fool of myself or I didn't get a gig when I could have gotten it. And it also allowed me to put things in perspective and realize that A, if I'm not giving my all to this particular song, then B, what is it going to take or what kind of song am I really going to then pay attention to and really work? And why is song B more important than song A, right? So every song that we learn is important. Obviously, there's time constraints. There is interest. 
involved. There might be a situation where uh, you don't want to do a gig or you're playing a, a sort of like a corporate gig that you don't want to play. But all those things are important because they will get you not only work, but you're getting better and you're practicing so much. Of course, there is a fine line as, as far as how many cover bands you're playing in and when you go from there to play, quote unquote, professionally. But there are professional cover bands that are unbelievable, that are not only working, but they probably make more money and the musicians make a better living and are able to own cars and homes more than the normal guy, girl that is like super uber, like, you know, a purist and they don't want to play in a cover band for whatever reason. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, it has to do with our person, what do we need to do, what do we want to do, what, how much we're willing to do for X, Y, or Z. But the overall intention and the overall default position should be, I think, and again, this is just me, that the respect that the, the cover songs um, deserve is immeasurable. The more you play, the more songs you know, the more genres you know, like I've said before, and you never know when you're going to play with the artist that you're covering. Uh, you'll be surprised how life can work that way and you're playing songs that you have just no idea that um, you're going you're gonna to perform with the person that wrote it. And I'm telling you this, and I mean this with, with all humili humility, <laughs> It is very humid in my room, actually, right now. I'm recording these without the fan on and with the windows closed, and Jesus Christ, I'm hot. Um, I recently did a show with Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. Uh, let me rephrase that. That's This is like the clickbait version. Uh, Miley Cyrus had booked a show for Janie's Fund, which is Steven Tyler's foundation. And she ended up having COVID. She couldn't do the show, and we ended up performing with him and Jesse J., And at some point, I had to play Walk This Way on percussion and Dream On. And specifically talking about Walk This Way, like I had heard the song a million times and I knew there were parts like, you know, uh, cowbells parts, you know, and, and a, a little other things here and there. And... I had always thought that I that the percussion on that song was great, but I never really went in the weeds with it. And I was just assuming that it was like, okay, it has a cowbell on this part and that other part, and that's it. But the song structure was way trickier than I thought, right? So being faced with a song that everybody knows, that has emblematic parts, that has a cowbell part, that has you know, this sort of feature throughout the song and drives a lot of the a lot of the song, you know, I couldn't just like overlook it and not pay attention. It's just just because it's just a cowbell. You know? No. Because it's a cowbell, I have to pay even more attention because it's quote unquote simple. And I really have to like hunker down, pay attention to what I'm doing, make sure that I nail it every time. Because if he says something or comes to me You know, I better be playing the right part. I can't be like, oh, oops, sorry, I forgot that it's this part. No, like you have to do it. And I have to think that it's as important as guitar, as bass, as background vocals, as piano or whatever it is. And thankfully, I did, did a good enough job where he liked what I did and he came and he asked for more cowbell. It was just awesome. I still can't believe I'm talking to you about this. It's surreal. But the moral of the story is that 
it was a cover song. I literally played a cover and the artist was there. And had I not taken it seriously, not only would I have not seen his beautiful smile from ear to ear and he wouldn't have asked for more cowbell on stage, you know, it just wouldn't have happened. And who knows if I wouldn't have, uh, I, would have I made a bad impression on the rest of the band or the crowd because it was like a star studded crowd. So who you never know. So I encourage you to take cover bands seriously take cover songs seriously really pay attention to detail do your best and it doesn't matter if you don't get it perfectly you have to try and expand that ear and expand that heart and expand that love for what it is that we do because there are other people that would love to be in your shoes and they for whatever reason are not so you have to exercise gratitude play play with a big smile on your face but really Pay attention to detail, like I said, song structure and articulation dynamics and feel. Thank you so much for listening. This was the Music Mentor Podcast. (laughs) 